Bro, how Brian Hoyer's old ass still playing? Like, Man. I like I get it, but like you've drafted a lot of quarterbacks, and you're still like. Man, you can't just get like Brian Hoyer like legit on staff. Like, I mean, d- does he really want to like be out here in the preseason like slinging the ball around? I mean, he sure, is your offensive coordinator, so like, I'm sure Bailey Zappi's not like completely ready being a fucking rookie, but they like got a rookie last year, didn't they? Or they get rid of him too? I don't even remember. I he was like know. a round pick. Who knows? At least they're not the Vikings with their fucking co-backup QBs. That's gross. That sounds like if Kurt's down, they're going to split quarters. (laughs) MBG Nation, let's ride. You're guaranteed. Welcome to Money Back Guaranteed. Yes, we are finally here on our special fantasy football episode. Yes, we're breaking down what you need to be successful for your fantasy football. I'm excited. This is my time of the year. We're here. This is where I get my money, y'all. This is where I get paid. And if you're listening to us, I'm going to help you get you some money too, all right? Jay. What up, man? Bro, let's get into it. Let's let's uh cue the ludicrous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give it to me now. 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 Let's talk a little fantasy football. Let's go. <laughs> but I gotta know what's your So we're gonna start this off each position. We're gonna talk about who's the best, who you should stay away from. Who you should keep your eye on. And if he's there at your time, you should absolutely pick him up because he's going to be a guy that everyone's going to go, who? And he's the guy that wins you your fantasy. So let's start off with the quarterbacks. Obviously, your top five is pretty simple. Uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, and Dak Prescott. Follows up your top five quarterbacks. Now, that list is a little bit debatable with everything that's going on. Like, what's going to go on with Dak? Is Jalen Hurts that guy now? But I've looked at all the averages. I've looked at all the points. And positioning, those are your top five guys. Scheduling, everything, those are going to be your top five guys. If you need a quarterback at the time, any of these guys are available, you're going to be pretty good. Unless Dak breaks his leg machine again, but we highly doubt that. So, out of the the rest of the guys that I didn't name, Jay, 
who do you think is missing out of that top five? Uh, I mean, I think it's ridiculously disrespectful that Tom Brady's not on that list. Number I think, eight. Uh, I think you are – there are going to be a couple people who could be boomer bust, and they're my guys. I think depending on how their offensive lines hold up, you could see a real big year out of Mac Jones, and you could see Tom Brady have another MVP-type season because they got everybody back. They added weapons. Godwin's on that TV 12 method. He's coming back. Julio's mossing people in training camp. Uh, offensive line issues. Uh, Patriots, I know people are going to mock them, but they have a pretty solid offensive receiver core. I think there are a couple guys who are primed to break out. Uh, they're running a more explosive system, it sounds like. Uh they're being pretty mum as to who's running it, but they're they're running a more off- explosive offensive system. The question is just going to be, in a spread offense, can they keep Mac Jones upright enough to deliver the ball? Uh, but this is a this is an interesting year. I am a big proponent in fantasy football of not selecting a quarterback in the first ten rounds. I don't do it. I think like. The as much as a a quarterback can set your team up, I think once you get past like the first two or three that are gonna go in the first two rounds, man, you can find a good matchup and you can get a guy like hypothetically like uh, a Baker Mayfield who is going to absolutely uh, perform some weeks as good as like a, say, Dak Prescott or like a Matthew Stafford. Okay. So, so that's – I'm always struggling. And some years I find it, some years I don't. That's for sure. Yeah, missing out of this top five list that will get there um, to the top five throughout the year, I believe Wilson is finally getting his chance to – really perform without a run heavy offense. So we're going to see Russell Wilson that's ranked 10 right now. I think he's going to really show you some MVP numbers and keep them and stay consistent with them because Russell Wilson's always been the MVP for the first five weeks, but completely disappears at the end of the year, new team, I think is going to be completely different. Yes, they're losing a weapon already in Tim Patrick, but with the weapons around them, the system, the new coach, Russell completely embracing this whole organization with this Broncos less ride thing, giving them the confidence. I think Russell Wilson will definitely be in the top five at the end of the year. Another guy, Derek Carr. I Derek Carr is in the position where you got everything you need he's in the same position as Jalen Hurts you got everything you need your receivers are top five your running backs a little questionable but Josh Jacob is a good running back in that spot he's a top 20 running back you have a top five tight end everything is there for Derek Carr to be successful he has the arm he has the mobility Derek Carr is going to be 
a guy that could get himself into the top five. Right now he's ranked 15, so he'll have to make a big, big push. But he has the weapons around him, and the defense is still super, super good. They added people to the line. They added uh, DB help. So they're going to be just fine. Derek Carr needs to take him there, and I think he'll have that year. Um, You mentioned Baker. I think Baker has a big old huge chip on his shoulder. And being in Carolina with a top-tier tight, uh, running back, if he could stay healthy, and a receiving core that has speed, like you said earlier, a system that Baker knows. So this is where he could excel. All right, Angel, we're going to play a little game. I'm coming up with it on the spot here. Ready? So most uh, fantasy football drafts are what, 20 rounds? 24. 24 rounds. Uh, we're going to do – uh, starter, sleeper, backup, pass. Ready? I'm going to I'm going to have to explain this too. Uh, so starter, early pick. You're going to pick him. He's going to set in as your every week player. Sit. You're going to draft him as a backup. Sleeper. You're drafting him, and you fully expect him to start multiple weeks for you, and then pass. You're not going to touch it. Lamar Jackson. Um, he's a starter. He's a starter. I believe that with just what he does with mobility and being able to be a guy that can throw for 200 and run for 100, throw for two and run for one, he's always going to be a guy that you can put in there. But I would definitely handcuff Tyler Huntley with him as well because you just don't know how healthy he's going to be. Yeah, the the health is one of the reasons why I, I kind of stay away from him. I like more – if I'm going to draft a quarterback high, I want Iron Man. I don't want somebody who I'm going to be worried he's going to make a, take a bad hit. Right. Uh, let's go with uh, – how about uh, Jalen Hurts? Start, sit, sleep, or pass? I'm going to sit him because, like I said earlier, he's in the same position as Derek Carr where he has everything he needs to be successful. He just needs to show that he can be successful. And that's one thing that he has done way less than Derek Carr. Derek Carr has brought a team to the playoffs and was successful in that game. Jalen was in the playoffs, but he was the problem. He was the reason why it was tough for them to win that game. So sit him, and he could be a diamond in the rough. Uh, I got, uh, Tua Tungavailoa. I'm passing. I am going to pass on Tua. Yeah, he has weapons. Can he get it there consistently before the receiving room and running back room wants to kick him off the team? Taylor Fade, the fastest wide receiver room in the NFL? Uh, I'm gonna tell that. They are Jalen, Hur- uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill are the fastest in the league. Yeah, interesting to see him come just above Trevor Lawrence when, man, he has the, – the difference between their weapons is staggering. Major. It's crazy. Uh, let's go a couple – and I'm going just off, like, the ESPN quarterback rankings just so it's more uniform. Uh, I've got three more for you, two, two of which I find interesting. 
These are number 21 and 22, both behind Daniel Jones. Uh, Zach Wilson. Sleeper. I think this might be the year where Zach Wilson can come in and thrive. Second year in, he has a system. He's in the system. He's good to go. He's been doing great wonders with at a training camp. Heard a lot of good things out of Zach. I mean, at one point we did hear that Joe Flacco was out beating Zach, but all that's kind of gone away. And he has good weapons, good young weapons. So I think you give him a shot, sit him there, but start him against bad defenses. And Zach Wilson can make it, get it done. Does he have the weapons with more and Barrios? More. I feel, I feel like Mac Jones has better weapons. I'm. Justin Fields might have better weapons. No, God, no. Justin Fields has uh, David Montgomery. It was okay. Then you have Daryl Mooney, Valdis Jones, and Byron Pringle for Jalen Hurts. I don't think that's better than what the Jets got going on with Brees Hall, which is supposed to be a huge rookie coming into this team. They got Michael Carter that performed really well. They got Garrett Wilson, the rookie at Ohio State. Got about Garrett Wilson. He's going to do well. Maybe. Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Bax and Burrios, and they got uh, Super Bowl tight end uh, CJ Umanzada. So they they have good weapons, and they have a very good safe blanket with uh, CJ. CJ did wonders, absolute wonders for Joe Burrow when he wasn't able to get the ball down the field. I think he'll do just fine for Zach Wilson. I mean, a lot of people do wonders for a lot of people when the quarterback is good. I'm not comparing Joe Burrow to Zach Wilson. Uh, 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 two more. Uh, Mac Jones. I know I think we're probably going to have different opinions on this one. Uh, I'm going to bench him. I'm going to bench him because we don't know coaching wise how this offense, how this thing is going to flow for Mac. Everything that we've heard, Mac is being the man. He's matured. He's doing his thing. If Mac is your guy that's going to be calling the plays or arguing with Patricia about what's going on in this and that, he could be a superstar in this league, but they still have a problem with not having a lot of weapons around him. Same problem as they always have, Tom, not having enough weapons around him. And I don't think Mac is at a position where he can make average or good players into elite weapons in this league. Mike Thorne, by the way, has a touchdown already tonight. No, that's that's awesome. And you have and you lost James White for the year, so that's tough. You have um, You lost James White for his career. He retired <laughs> for the year. <laughs> Jacoby Myers, Devontae Adams, Kendrick Bourne, and then the rookie. Oh, they got Devontae Adams? No, oh, excuse me, Devontae Parker. <laughs> you wish. You oh, fucking. Shit. <laughs> no, you got the old man version of Devontae Adams, Devontae Parker. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I don't think there's enough weapons for Mac. Mac needs to bring in some legit weapons that want to play in the New England system. I mean, everyone says it's the machine and people don't want to go there. Well, what is the system? That's what you're, we're going to find out pretty quick here. Uh, yeah, that's always tough when you don't have a system. 
Well, you don't I mean, know you. <laughs> I mean, this this is but here's the thing, this is the issue. The Patriots are so fucking secretive, and now they've already got their roster. Bill Belichick, as he told a fucking six-year-old kid, he doesn't give a shit about your fantasy team. Oh, yeah. you think I'm going to expose my offense in the preseason so you feel good about drafting a fantasy football player? Uh, no, 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 no. Here to win championships. Figure it out. So, I mean, we might understand a little bit more about this Patriot system uh, next year or uh, pretty quickly here, actually, when the season starts. But, I mean, I don't anticipate we're going to find out anything before your fantasy football draft. That's for sure. And I don't know if you draft any of these guys in the top eight picks or to eight rounds. From running back to receiver to tight end. Other than Mac, I don't see anyone else that you should draft on this Patriots team with confidence. With confidence. Uh, my last one, and again, these are just me looking at some late-round guys that I think could have sleeper potential. Uh, Matt Ryan out of Indianapolis. The Currently, by the way, we'll talk about it next week. We're going to do an AFC and an NFC preview show. We're going to talk some futures. We're going to talk some storylines. We're kind of going to kind of dig into it and get all jacked up for football. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts are, first off, they should have walked into a playoff spot last year. Second off, 100%. they are currently the odds-on favorite to take the AFC South. Would you pick up Matt Ryan? Yeah, absolutely. I think – Matt Ryan at this point is the best quarterback in this division. I think Matt Ryan is going to have a a year that is like better than Tannehill and Malik Willis. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's better than that. I mean, at his age, we're going to see Matt Ryan in a system that he has a solid running back. Elite elite receiver still with Michael Pittman Jr. Mo Ali Cox is his tight end. He's gonna have some weapons around him that similar to that Super Bowl run he had in Atlanta. So I think he is a sleeper that you should definitely keep your eye on. And if he's there, I would take him. Matt Ryan is be solid. I don't know if I uh, I don't know if I would touch Matt Ryan just because I feel like the things we're saying about my Matt Ryan we said about. Carson Wentz, oh, he's going to be like an MVP. Now he's got the weapons. We said it about uh, Philip Rivers. Yeah, I mean, he just needed the weapons. Now he's indoors. He's in a dome. I mean, I think – I don't think you can convince me that Matt Ryan didn't his last year in Atlanta, last year, see a definite decrease in his arm strength and accuracy. Now, you can – I'll, I'll listen to arguments that like, hey, you know, maybe it didn't matter. But, I mean, it's dome to dome. It's not like he's going from Lambeau and now he's playing in, you know, the Superdome. No, I mean, he's going from indoor stadium to indoor stadium. The weapons will get better, but he's still got to throw the ball. And I, I think it, it is a, a big mistake. First off, that Washington absolutely bailed them out on that shitty decision to sign Carson Wentz. Uh, but two, I think it is a awful, awful, awful decision to 
put all of your hopes on Matt Ryan and just Matt Ryan. Yeah, you don't have a you don't have a dominant uh, backup that can come in and compete for the job, and you're gonna go with Matt Ryan and hope that you hit gold in this beautiful quarterback draft that's coming out next year. So they're playing it for the future and having Matt Ryan come in and still be able to compete. They're still going to be able to compete and look good in this division. This division is full of teams that are struggling. I mean, Jacksonville, we know the story of Irvin, and now we have Doug Peterson in the building. Uh, Houston's always somewhat of a joke now with this whole cutting to Sean Joe and now you have Davis Mills which looked good last year but there is that and then Ryan Tannehill with brand new weapons in the building the only person he kept was Derrick Henry and Nick Westbrook that's it everyone else is brand new Austin Hooper's new Robert Woods is new. Trey Burke is new. So it's it's a lot going on in these three teams. And I think Matt Ryan can get it done in this game. Interesting. You have more faith in the man than I do, that's for sure. Yeah. My number five sleeper. So, you know, he got on the list, but. Close. Barely. Barely. Close. Close. All right, what do you want to do next? You want to do uh, my bread and butter, the running backs? Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a look at your uh, your scheme for picking uh, running backs since you're not going to pick a quarterback in the first 10 rounds because you know Tom. Doesn't matter, PPR, half PPR, regular league. I, I swear by this, this has led me to my most fantasy football success. Draft three running backs in the first five rounds. I feel like that's against the trend. People are like, ah, running backs don't matter. Look at the running backs after 20. Look at the running backs after fucking 13. Like you're not going to get the yards that you're, you're going to need. You're going to, once you get past 13, you are looking at running back by committee. Yeah. And, and while you can win points that way, man, you can rig the fucking game if you can get three starters. If I can open up with Ekla or Der- let's say Derrick Henry, Javante Williams, Nick Chubb, bro, like – those are three fucking killers who are going to average 15 points a game minimum. You always have a flex. They also catch the ball. Like, I, I think running backs, I pick a lot of running backs because I think we've officially gotten to a point where running backs are less deep than the quarterback class. And wide receivers, man, I've, I've been saying this for so long. There are so many good receivers out there. So many. Every team, so many. Every team has a receiver that can put up 20 a game. And some teams, depending on the week, they'll put up multiple receivers will put up 20 points. And receivers, you're so stuck on if they don't get that touchdown, that seven, 
Oh, man. But I think team still, I know everybody's like getting away from running the ball. On the goal line, if it's first and one, you're going to get at least two shots to put it in for seven. So I am a huge proponent of fuck what anybody else says, draft a running back early. My keepers in my league are always usually running backs, and then I'll draft another one early. Fuck all y'all. I'm going to keep them. Why not? (laughs) I will tell you my dilemma, though. Are you ready? What's up? In one of my fantasy football leagues for the last three years, this is my – it's a three-player keeper. So you keep three, you draft the rest. Uh, I have the unfortunate distinction of having Derrick Henry, who's a no-brainer, killed me last year when he was out. But my other running back keeper has been Christian McCaffrey. Won me single-handedly two games. Never saw him again. Tough. Keeper league, no bench, can't cut him. Someone else will keep him just for next year. Is Christian McCaffrey still a keeper? In your eyes, no, I think Chris McCaffrey. Um, we're getting to a point where it's a big, big risk when you're drafting him in the first two rounds. Huge risk because you don't know what's going to happen. He was the he molded this run catch running back. He was the guy, still the the guy to do it. If there's any guy that you want to pass the ball or to catch the ball and run the ball, Christian McCaffrey is the guy next to him. I would say Alvin Kamara maybe, but Christian McCaffrey always had an issue running in between the tackles. And when he does run in between the tackles, that's where he ends up getting hurt. It's happened for the last two years now. So I think you're at a point where if he falls to you, good. But I wouldn't pick him if, if, if you have Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris, and DeAndre Swift all in front of you, I would go Najee Swift Christian. Here's a question. Does it change your opinion, the fact that they are running out here with Baker Mayfield? Because to me, it changes it a little bit. I tend to feel the same way that you do that I I'm very concerned about him as my keeper. I I don't love the idea of having it. However, me just trying to convince myself because of how many just absolute fucking games he single-handedly won me over the years. No cam. No with cam Newton, you run a lot of read option, meaning He's getting hand up to the middle, and he's going to have to run into a nose tackle to sell the fake. Two, a lot of pitches where if Cam is running that option, he's not getting a big window. Three, not a lot of talent on the outside that his quarterback was able to take advantage of. He's much easier to key on. They needed him to play a lot more slot receiver than he probably should have been. I think all of those things, if Baker Mayfield can play like Baker Mayfield played two years ago and not last year, or like he did in his rookie year and not last year, 
man, like this could be a different type of offense and it could be a new opportunity where he's not getting as much touches. He's not getting hit as much. He's not being asked to run up the middle as much, uh, more off tackle stuff, more screen game. I think this could be an opportunity where you could see a Christian Caffrey resurgence and he really needs it because right now, I mean, nobody's offering him a big contract when his deal is done. So he's getting three mil a year right now. So you're saying Christian is going to be good, but only if you give him less touches, give him less plays to run the ball up the middle and just stop doing a lot of run heavy. Honestly, it's no, it's okay. Yes, that sounds bad. Uh, (laughs) What I'm talking about is more like less impact on garbage. Mm -hmm. So there's no need for you to run into a nose tackle over and over again to sell fake because Baker Mayfield's not going to run the speed option. Just not going to happen. You're not going to have to worry about that. Uh, I think Baker is going to be able to stretch the field more and be a little bit more accurate uh, so that the field will be stretched. Christian McCaffrey isn't going to need to be the only option available to stretch the field. Hopefully you won't need Christian McCaffrey running like 17 three-yard outs every single game and just taking those shots. And then it's not about less touches. It's about like making the touches quality. Like I don't think we need to run Christian McCaffrey, uh, like I said, in the slot for no reason as a decoy. I think they're a good enough team where they can save that for when they really need him as an option. And he's still an incredibly explosive player. I think if they can run, and I think Baker Mayfield is more suited to the scheme that Matt Rule runs than Cam Newton was. Yeah. Coaching is going to play involved to see what Christian McCaffrey can do now with Baker now taking all the snaps, but I have one player that as soon as I mention him, you're going to be like, how is that going to affect Christian Caffrey? Devontae Foreman is on this up on this roster. Now he's slated as your third running back, but we seen what Devontae Foreman did for Tennessee. When Derrick Henry was up, he was a mini Derrick Henry, big, strong, six, one, 236 pound running back that runs forward and also when they subbed out derrick henry and put foreman in foreman was catching out the backfield Devontae foreman onto this roster with christian mccaffrey if christian mccaffrey goes down and Devontae foreman really gets ahead of steam and can perform well like he did at the tail end of uh, tennessee you're just saying christian mccaffrey is going to be a third down back because that's where his body is and all this shit right now with him always getting hurt and you have the scheme around that. He's a third down back. Foreman one, Foreman two, Christian, take a little swing round. Uh, I see it. I mean, I definitely see it. I know like they have, again, and I think that heavy depth is going to do good things for them. You also yeah. have to look at in, I would say a pretty apt comparison. I would think McCaffrey's even more explosive. You got to look. I mean, in 2020, Baker's best year, Kareem Hunt 
put up almost 13 fantasy points a game. And that's with Nick Chubb being a completely dominant back. So that's in a limited role. Mm -hmm. You got to think, I mean, they can play a similar game. Baker showed he could find Nick Chubb or not Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. And in a lot of ways, I think he was in a a lot of games like playing against, I I know specifically um, some of their division games, he was a much better option for that team than Kareem or Nick Chubb was at points. Yeah, that's, I think that's why Kareem Hunt wants to trade out because he knows he could be a number one running back somewhere and not have to be number two. But hopefully that – however that plays out later. I'll say this, Kareem – or, uh, yeah, Kareem Hunt and Christian McCaffrey in a backfield. That'd be kind of fucking scary. You mean Kareem Hunt will start and Christian will be hurt for four to six weeks? You're hurting me right now. You're hurting me because I am still leaning about keeping him. <laughs> you should probably trade him. <laughs> get it, get money while you can because he's gonna look good for six weeks and then one little tweak hamstring is out for the rest of the year. I did offer, but I said I wanted a I wanted a good quality starter because just in, I think he's gonna be good. I just emotionally don't know if I can deal with another year of him being either incredible or shitty. I think if you trade Chris McCaffrey for Miles Sanders and a tier three receiver, you'd be just fine. Just fine. That's how bad I am off this Chris McCaffrey train. Damn. Yeah. I have on my list. I just, I have highlights and then I have a pin mark scratching him out. So I can't even see his name. Him and DK, but we'll get to receivers later. My 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 man's my man's on his petty shit right now. I see how it is. Hundred percent. But top five running backs on this list, I have Jonathan Taylor. That's number one. He should be number one off every single board, every single draft that you're at. Jonathan Taylor should be number one. If it's not, congratulations. If you have a second pick, Jonathan Taylor, Chris McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Najee Harris. Rounds up your top five. Who is missing out of that top five? Who would you put in that top five that's not on the list? Right now we have some uh, Dalvin Cook is a big name. DeAndre Swift is supposed to have a good year. Um, James Conner is supposed to have – people are just raving about James Conner right now. I am. I am absolutely massively high on Javante Williams. Yeah, I am too. Like, could not be higher. Like, he might be – I think I would potentially take him over – I would take him potentially over Najee Harris. Oh, that's that's a stretch. Huge stretch, I think. But I like how you're thinking because Javante Williams, he gave a lot of defenses a hard time. He's a hard time – he's a hard person to tackle. And his yards after contact is insane. It is one of the top in the league last year. And he is a grinder. I think he'll he's going to do great. My only question on that is Melvin Gordon. He comes into the scheme as well. It's split, but it shouldn't be. I think Javante Williams is great back there. I think he could do the job completely. 
but they didn't invest a lot of money in Melvin Gordon. And Melvin Gordon is a quality running back that can get the job done. So that's my only yield on Javante Williams. But absolutely, if he's there, I would definitely get him. Second they, round. they broke it down. And if he had gotten, I think it's like 80% of Denver snaps, if you juxtapose out what he was doing, he would have been like the number three running back in fantasy last year. Yeah. You when you watch him play, and I had to watch him twice this year, just cuts defenses. Every run is at least three, four yards, and that's good. That's what you need as a running back. Three yards, yards, you only need four left. I will say this: it was brutal watching him be that good on my, on my, on my lineup, and watch them just throw away carries to other backs. Yeah, they were going three three back sometimes like Williams would bring it down for the first what first 10 plays eight close six plays of the drive they get in the red zone completely disappears there's a Melvin Gordon show or the third running back which is just is dumb Javante Williams is your power back throw him in there I think Javante Williams is getting to the point where you give it to him three times on the goal line yeah, he's, I can see it. You gotta get in. You just gotta find the hole, make sure your offensive linemen are there, you're good to go. Which Broncos, they're on the up, man. And when you see that, and you see Russell Wilson in the building, that gives you a little bit of concern too, because what offense are they gonna run now? Russell did come from a run heavy offense. Is that what he wants to go back into? I don't think so. I think Russell is gonna want to throw the ball, have more control. Um, taking off as well and it's gonna affect Javante Javante Williams between kickoff 25 and like the 40 on the on the on their side which on the opponent's side which is they're gonna throw the ball there then they're gonna hand it off then they're gonna hand it off Russell wants to get this MVP and he's gonna throw the ball We'll see, man. We'll see. I, I know they've got some pass catchers who need to perform up. Jerry Judy's top of that fucking list uh, where, I mean, we're, we're teetering on. I don't know if we're going to call him a bust after this year if he doesn't have a big year, but, man, we'll talk about that fucking hype dying down. Drew uh, Lock. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he doesn't get he doesn't get multiple years. He's got to like take off or shit. He's third receiver. I think he's going to be just fine this year. I think this might be his breakout year. Definitely could be his breakout year because they already lost Tim Patrick, someone that's going to get the ball to him. Oh, well, Russell's going to split the split the ball to three receivers that are dominant. Now two guys, and they have. KJ uh, Hamler, which is your quarterback receiver flex. But rumors is OBJ could be in Denver as well. So who knows? We'll see. If that happens. Yeah. Jerry Judy might be on the way out. Bronco country. Let's ride. I want to just mention two players that I think will be in the top five at the end of the year. Uh, J.K. Dobbins from Baltimore. I think he is going to go crazy this year. I think you're going to see a different offense because J.K. Dominance is healthy and dominant. 
and he could be that on this Baltimore team. Just I hope he's not splitting carries with a Gus Edwards and a Mike Davis, which they brought in Mike Davis because they just didn't know if the two guys in front of him was going to be good. But I think J.K. Thomas is going to blow up. Also, um, this one's not as bad of a stretch because he's ranked seven, but I think Leonard Fournette will come in and be dominant this year. I think you're going to see a lot of goal line carries for Leonard Fournette. I think he's going to touch the ball and be dominant with it. You know, they don't have a true heavy backup that's going to be fighting with Fournette. Ronald Jones went to uh, KC. So behind Leonard Fournette, you have Rashad White and Keyshawn Vaughn, which they're just scat packs, scat backs. They're going to catch the ball out the backfield and call it good. And Leonard Fournette's a guy that's good at catching out the backfield. So you're going to see Leonard Fournette be very, very dominant this year in this offense because he is the key guy. I know that the receiver list is huge. They have nothing but talent. They tight ends as well. Tom Brady's last year, you know, he's going to go for MVP, but if they're going to be dominant, they're going to be successful. Leonard Fournette's going to be that guy. So that's they, why Lenny gained all the weight, huh? Yeah. Like carries. He bulked up just to lose it. So he's, you know, he has that bulk in. So it's good. It's good. I think Leonard Fournette is going to have a really good year. Um, another one, I would say uh, James Robinson. Yeah. I know you're looking at me like, come on, Ethian is there. James you mean the Rod- wide re- you mean the wide receiver? Travis Etienne wide receiver. Uh, I, I had somebody come out and tell me that they were huge on ETN. And I just have no idea how you can say that considering he wasn't even drafted as a running back. I've got it, no confidence in ETN right now. No, we haven't ETN. I mean, he's been in the running back room. He's he's your scat pack guy. But James Robinson, after what he had to endure under the Urban Meyer regime, James Robinson was a guy. He, as a rookie, he was the best rookie coming out as a running back. He performed very well. People had high aspirations for him the year after. They, dra- they drafted Travis. Urban didn't really want to give him the ball, was subbing him out. New New Year, James Robinson could be a dominant running back and be a na- household name after this year. I just don't think Doug Peterson runs an offense that likes a back like that. I think he, I think he's also prefers like those little scat back guys. Yeah, but I think that he needs to look at this shit and go, we need to take off pressure off of Trevor Lawrence. And with doing that is establishing a good ground game. Yeah, you got them weapons. You got Christian Kurt and Marvin Jones and Zay Jones. You spend a lot of money on receivers to bring them in. You brought in some weapons, but it's all going to have to dom- start with James Robinson and Travis Etienne. And I think James Robinson wins that job at the end. All right. Do you want to play? Do you want to play the game with running backs? What is it? It's start them, sit them. Sleeper pass. Yep. 
All right, we are going to start with James Conner. Um, I bring this up because I feel like a lot of people are higher on James Conner than I am. Yeah. I think he has very obvious limitations, especially in a very spread offense. Yeah, there, James Conner had a really good year last year with a split with Chase Edwards. And it worked out for him because he was a dominant back. He was the big power back that can get it done. I don't think he's going to have that good of a year. I really don't. Uh, people are huge on him right now saying that he's going to be a top 10 back at the end of the year, that he is going to get a lot of goal line carries. I don't think that's the case in Kansas, in Arizona. I think that the ball will still be in Kyler's hands when it comes to running the ball a lot more than it will be in James Conner and that offense who knows there's a lot of drama a lot of BS going on in that um in that uh offensive room and you're missing Hopkins for the first six years six games so I don't really I is he gonna get the touches yeah I think they're gonna get him the touches is he gonna be dominant with the touches I don't think so I think James Conner is gonna He's only good when there's another true dominant back uh, backup behind him, and you don't have that this year. Number 14 on ESPN's list, so someone's going to take him too high. Don't let it be you. Uh, Do not be you. Uh, we're going to just have some fun with some big names. How's that sound? Yeah, uh, coming in at number 16 on ESPN's charts, Saquon Barkley. Is Saquon back, and is he worth a second-round pick? Uh, I would put him under sleeper. I, If there's any year that Barkley can save his career, it's this one. Two years of injuries on a bad offensive team with just everything that they had to endure, and then going back in, getting hurt, and then playing hurt and not being dominant. He's going to get the year off. He has a new coach. The scheme is going to be different. And they have guys that they could throw the ball to. Danny Dimes needs to show that he could throw the ball for Barkley to be successful. And I think that's going to happen. I think Danny Dimes is going to get the ball to uh, Darius Toney. He's going to get the ball to Galladay. They're going to score a receiving touchdown before week three this year. And when that happens, I think Barkley can uh, – really be that guy i wouldn't i would sleep on christian mccaffrey a lot more than i do uh saquon uh we're gonna go one more fun one number 18 on the list zeke you touching zeke with a 10-foot pole no i'm gonna completely pass on zeke um when the owner of the team says you need to do your job and be that number one back that means you haven't been doing that and you're getting paid big money to do it. Um, you look big at camp. You're not doing well at camp. And it's going to be, t- I think this is it. I think Zeke is, this is the year where they fully, fully, fully go 50 50 with Tony Pollard. And at the end of the year, I almost want to say Tony Pollard will have more points. I know that's a huge what the fuck are you thinking, but at the end of the day, Zeke hasn't been Zeke in a very long time. And I don't know if he can get back to that. 
Uh, we'll do one more. I lied. One more running back. Uh, can Cordero Patterson repeat? No, completely passing on him. Ah, you know what? I'm going to sit him. I'm going to sit him because I'm not offensive or defensive coaches scheme for him. They're going to scheme for him this year. They didn't really know what he was going to do in Atlanta. And Atlanta didn't really know what he was going to do until he started doing everything. And I think going in, you have Cordell Patterson as your number one running back. And your weapons on receiver is Drake London and Brian Edwards. No, I think there's going to be a lot more focus on Cordell Patterson and what he does. And I don't think he's going to be as dominant. Counterpoint. I think Marcus Mariota can bring out more wrinkles for Cordero Patterson than Matt Ryan could. And when you say wrinkles, I hear mistakes. I hear moving the pocket, bringing in more sorts of options, runs, end arounds, things where like there's another threat. Cordero maybe has an extra half second. Some different things could happen. Not saying it will. Uh, 24-round fantasy football draft. What round would you feel comfortable drafting Cordero Patterson? Uh, see, like a six, seven. Really? Okay. Six, seven, yeah, that's I better think, than I thought. I thought you'd be in like the 12, 13 range. No, I think at that point where you solidify your first two running backs and you get your receiver in the building, you get yourself a running back or you get yourself a quarterback. And at that point, you're just stacking on what you want to stack on. I think Cordell Patterson is a guy that you should grab and just sit him because you just don't know what is going to happen with him. I wouldn't draft him and be like, yep, I have a good flex. I have a good starting running. or I have a good RB2. I would just pick him up because that's a project. Uh, just before we end, uh, I'll let you give me a couple sleepers, but are you going to take any running backs from Buffalo, New England, Kansas City, or Seattle? Uh, Seattle's running back, uh, the rookie that they have there, his name escapes me all the time. Uh, Hilaire? No, Ken Walker. Ken Walker is a rookie coming out. I think he, in Pete Carroll's type of system where it's run heavy, I think uh, Ken Walker can be very, very strong in that system. I'm not touching anyone in Buffalo because I have no idea what the fuck is going to happen there. I mean, they do have Dalvin Cook's younger brother, but I don't think that's going to be successful this year. And no, the only running back that I would draft for the Patriots is retirement. There we go. There we go. Uh, you got a sleeper for the people before we move on to wide receivers? Uh, my sleeper for running backs, I have a very, very interesting one for you guys. Um, my sleeper is going to be um, Miles Sanders and Elijah Mitchell. Two guys that are in starting positions that if they stay healthy, if they stay strong, you'll be good to go there. I think those are guys that you can leave in your RB2 spot and be comfortable that they can perform well. 
um, a very, very deep sleeper, A.J. Dillon from the Green Bay Packers. A.J. Dillon, strong power back. They're going to rely on their their running game a lot more because Aaron Rodgers' oldest crew is his running backs. So I think you're going to see a lot of flexing or passing to Aaron Jones. And when you get to that goal line, when you get 20 in, you're going to see A.J. Dillon. And A.J. Dillon is strong enough, fast enough to break a 20-yard run for a touchdown. So. There we go. Love it. Probably the only Packer that I'm going to talk about today. <laughs> Probably a good idea. I've seen the rest of the roster. The fact that he said Aaron Lazard is going to be his Hall of Fame receiver. Hmm. What a joke. Apparently he claims he worked that up as a joke with uh, Devontae Adams. So I don't know if I believe that. Yeah. Uh, no. Moving on to wide oh. receivers. I do want to talk about one bust that you should stay away from as running backs, Nick Chubb. Yeah, I want to stay away from Nick Chubb. It's you have Jacoby Brissett as your quarterback to start it off. Um, and you gotta have to feed Amari Cooper. You're gonna have to figure out a way to get the ball to Peoples Jones. And Anthony Schultz as well. I think Nick Chubb, a lot of defenses are going to clamp down because they know Joby, uh, Jacoby Brissett isn't a true starter in this league. So, Nick Chubb, I would advise to stay away from. Uh, breaking news. Oh. Uh, Deshaun Watson allegedly – uh, is reported is willing to accept an eight-game suspension. What? Willing to accept? Which, considering the uh, commissioner of the league just said he thinks your behavior is predatory and you deserve at least a year, uh, yeah, I would also accept <laughs> eight games and a fine, sir. <laughs> Anybody would. You know what we would accept? You going to the team massage therapist that could fix your problems, not 60 different massage therapists. Yeah, we would have uh, we would have we would have loved that. <laughs> Definitely an appointment for you. <laughs> now you need a security guard in your massage room with the masseuse. So that's tough. He, he's not everyone please pay attention to Sean in preseason because that's the only football you're going to see him play this year so for receivers I mean man everybody knows receivers so fucking deep I mean you look at your top 20 your top 30 maybe even just Killers all around, can't go wrong. I mean, I think you can have your preference, but if you go chalk, receiver is a class where, like, if you auto-drafted, you'd be fucking fine. So I think think receiver is a little bit different. Angel, why don't you give me five – or how about this? Give me three sleepers and three busts. So three guys that are – or let's just do this. Three guys that are too high and three guys that are too low. 
Uh, three guys that are too high at the moment. I would give uh, Tyreek Hill as a number eight. I feel like that's too high. Um, but you're bitter. It's like uh, uh, that's like your ex posting photos on Instagram and looking all good. <laughs> you're you know never gonna, look- you'll you'll never admit it. You'll hey, never you admit it. What, you know what doesn't look good? Just throwing. That doesn't look good. So I'm. I mean, yeah, I may be bitter, but I have reason. I definitely have reason. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, Terry McLaurin is a little high. He's a uh, 16 on this list. I feel like he should be dropped down a little more because the project of Carson Wentz and he just got paid. I think that all plays into still not having a quarterback to get him the ball. And uh, Ahmad St. Brown. He's at 24. He's on the top 30 list of receivers. I think he's way you too just, high. You just fucking stay not pronouncing names, bro. And I fucking love it. Amon Ahmad Rock St. Brown. You said Ahmad. Nobody's saying the raw anymore. Fuck out of here. Uh, Amon Ra St. Brown. I don't think he's going to have a good year this year. He blew up as a rookie last year. I don't think he's going to have that same type of uh, production. Did he? Did he I know? Mean, he was a he was a pretty decent receiver for Detroit. I mean, it's kind of hard to be pretty decent in Detroit, and he was a name that people saw a lot because he was doing his thing. Like he was he was a pretty dominant not excuse me he was a pretty good receiver in Detroit. They have him ranked really high on this list at twenty four. I think he's more of a mid thirty type of receiver. Um, guys that are too low. Um, I believe AJ Brown's too low. He's at top. He's at 15 right now. I think he will end up being a top 10, maybe a top eight receiver. I think him be him being a Philly and now being a true number one to a receiver that can throw the ball in a system that is built to throw the ball. I think he's going to be really good this year. Darrell Mooney is another big name that I think he's going to be really good. I think they're going to try to use him a little bit as a Cordell Patterson type. So I would really look into that and make sure that Darnell, not Daryl Darnell and Cordero, not Cordell. Got it. Fuck you, man. <laughs> and then my last one, Mike Williams. Normally I'll let it slide, but these people are going to be drafting like where's Daryl Mooney. <laughs> yeah. This is that's that's Chappelle show, bro. <laughs> the one that i feel my last one easy name mike williams for the chargers i think that he is a little too low he's at 23 right now i think that he is going to end up being the number one receiver on that team at the end of the year i think keenan allen this is his drop i think this is where the age comes in and just taking hits after hits, I think that Mike Williams is going to be the guy that needs to move up on this list. A guy that you really need to keep an eye on because a lot of people do not look at Mike Williams as a true threat on this offense, and he definitely should be. He's All a right. healthier Alshon Jeffries. All right. Here, I'll, I'll give mine, and I want to preface this by owning my old takes exposed here. This is coming from the guy who said 
Cooper Cup is injury prone, and I think it's going to take him most of the season to get on the same page with Matthew Stafford. So, so if you want to fade these, I am completely fine with it. I fucking get it. I get it. Uh, my my two highs, my my guys who I don't know are should be this high. Uh, I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. I think is he's 36 right now, and I think that he is going to struggle in the role that they have him in because it, it, much more with Drew Locke than DK Metcalf. I don't think DK is going to have the year he had last year or even the year before, but I think DK is a big enough target and he does kind of the easy things like DK will still catch a couple fade balls this year. I think Tyler Lockett's a little bit shiftier. I think he is going to suffer more from Drew Locke being Drew Locke uh, unless Drew Locke turns into you know, I don't know, Mr. Unlimited 2.0. So I, I think he's he's going to be a little bit too high. I think that might be an issue. That's uh, not <laughs> uh, Let me see here. I think Rashad Bateman at 32 is really high, considering he has shown absolutely zero to prove that he is an NFL wide receiver. Got injured right away, never shook it, never got anything really going. I... Yeah. Yeah, playbook issues too. And yet, yeah, I I'm not sold. Like these Minnesota guys, I don't know what uh PJ Flex doing, but Tyler Johnson also came into Tampa Bay. Big expectations has not shown that he knows how to be a professional athlete. Yeah. Uh, did he? Yeah, he did. Hell yeah, he did it earlier this year. I mean, because he fucking- you're looking at the people that they brought in, Julio, they got still got Mike, Godwin. Yeah. Like, no, he does not fit on that team. He's a good athlete. He just doesn't fit on that team right now. Dude, he showed up to camp weighing more than fucking Leonard Fournette. He just got some millions, man. He's been working through it. Okay. Okay. The boy eats. Yeah. Send him to New Orleans and put him on the Zion method. I don't fucking know. Uh, and then, man, I, I'm going to go with Juju Smith-Schuster at 30. I think is way too high. Don't trust Juju. Granted, like, it's Patrick Mahomes. He'll get the ball. You you would think, like, he would – they would find a way to make that fit. I am under the impression, I am going with the belief that that offense is more complicated than it looks. Tyreek Hill is more intuitive than he seems, and not everybody can do what he does. And Juju's had drop issues, doesn't like going up the middle. He's just had a lot of things going on that I don't think are going to make him as successful. I think especially when you look at a kid like Sky Moore coming in, that rookie, I think he's going to be fiending. And if he doesn't have Juju's job by the end of the year, he will soon. Um, I mean, yeah, Juju will probably be the third receiver at the end of the year. I think if he's the third, it's impressive. He, He might be the fourth. No, MVS is MVS and Sky Moore is going to lead this receiving core this year. Uh, honorable mention, uh, I think Chris Godwin's too high. Russell Gage, I'm also calling a sleeper because he's looked really good in camp. Russell Gage and Julio, I think, are going to do a lot of damage. And then you have Scotty Miller. Tampa Bay just got sneaky depth. And granted, last year they got hit pretty hard by the injury bug. Uh, 
Chris Godwin says he's ready to go. He might not miss a week, but man, I don't know if they need him back. And I think they will eat into his touches. Tom Brady loves that wide receiver by committee. He'll throw it to 15 people if he can. And if you start, if you start hot, you're going to play. Chris Godwin drops a couple like he's been known to. I think you might see a lot of Russell Gage time in Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say, let's see here. Too low. I am a a huge fan of uh, George Pickens. George Pickens in Oops. Pittsburgh, not on the list. Completely stole my pick there because George Pickens will be a elite receiver at one point in time in this league. He is a monster, absolutely yeah. monster. Looks incredibly good. Yes. Uh, I mean, his biggest question is going to be, can they get him the ball running either uh, – what's his face? Uh, Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett? Uh, Mitch is going to win that job. I mean, either way, neither quarterback has really shown that they can establish and work with a top-tier wide receiver. But he's got everything going for him to be a very good player. And he, like I said, boy, got that dog in him. He's showing that he is ready to fight for the ball. And that is what you want out of a young wide receiver. At the very least, like he's going to do something. He's going to make an impact. I could see him being a number one receiver by the end of the year. Uh, And then I'm going to end uh, too low. Man, is it is it is it weird to say? Is it weird to say? Uh, fuck that! I'm going Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton too low. I don't, I don't. I got no faith in Jerry Judy. I'll cut all that. Jerry Judy. I don't. I don't have a lot of faith in him. Cortland Sutton's been playing really well. Uh, I think he's got the the body type to be the type of receiver that Russell Wilson has had before. I think mm-hmm. he might have to learn a little bit how to use a guy like Jerry Judy. And Jerry Judy, I feel like, kind of needs to find his niche in the NFL because I don't think you can be that guy you were in college where you're, you know, I think he just stays doing too much. He's got to figure out what his job is and kind of stick to it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's going to take a little bit of time. But I think they're going to lean on Cortland Sutton, especially with Tim Patrick out. He's a little bit bigger than Jerry Judy. Uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna be good to go. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, my uh, I just want to run through my receiver sleepers real quick. Uh, Chris Olave, rookie for the Saints. I think he's gonna have a good year this year. Michael Thomas is back. He's projected to go play Week One. So having that target of Michael Thomas on the side will open up Chris Olave. Uh, you mentioned Russell Gage. I think he's gonna have a really good year this year. Uh, Rondell Moore for Carolina for the Cardinals. I think he's going to have a really good year. He had sparks of having a good year last year as a rookie. So I think he's going to do very, very well in this offense once uh, they get going. Um, I believe in Jerry Judy. I think he's going to have a really good year this year. Um, Jet is the number one guy in this league right now, I feel like. So with that focus on him, I think Adam Thielen is going to have a 10-plus touchdown year this year. Uh, for bust, 
Do not touch Amari Cooper for the Browns. Do not touch Deontay Johnson for the Steelers. I will stay away from Michael Thomas, any receiver for the Dolphins, and of course, my hatred for DK Metcalf continues. And it's even more when I know Drew Locke is going to be throwing him the ball. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I like it. All right. Moving on to tight ends, which this list is pretty much easy. You give me some sleeper tight ends. You give me some bus tight ends because the tight end race is legitly five guys, four guys. You want to draft early on your tight ends. But if you didn't, uh, sleeper-wise, I think Irv Smith Jr. for the Vikings is going to have a really good year. Uh, I'm saying that for three years. I know, right? There's no pressure now. Irv Smith has the job, and he's healthy. Uh, Cole Komet for the Bears. I think he's going to have a really good year with Justin. Evan Ingram going to the Jaguars. Uh, Same face, new place. I think Evan Ingram is going to have a good year. He's out of that New York. I mean, he moved to the Jaguars, but I still feel like he's going to be pretty good. And Robert Tunyon from the Packers. Not a lot of guys Aaron's going to feel comfortable throwing to, only Alan Lazard and Robert. So I think they're going to have really good years. Uh, stay away from my bust, Daryl Waller. Stay away from him. There's a lot of weapons in uh, Las Vegas now, so I don't think he's going to have a dominant year like he did before. Um, Dawson Knox, tight end for the Buffalo Bills. He's not going to have a good year this year. So I would stay away from him. Any tight end for the Patriots and no offense. No offense being traded to. I'm sure Henry gets touches, bro. Not enough touches where you should draft him and think, hey, he he should be just fine. He's we're, gonna he's he's gonna give me good points here. We're gonna agree to disagree on that one, but of course here's here's my what the what the fuck tight end pick or well not what the fuck why is he on this list albert Okwugbunum from denver <laughs> 17 on the list had 33 catches for two touchdowns 300 yards last year also russ ain't never thrown to a tight end in his entire career yeah Jimmy Graham for a little bit five years ago. Yeah, and he was barely (laughs) a tight end. Oh, God. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you bring in an elite quarterback into a system that's been dying for an elite quarterback. You get a tight end with, I'm not even going to try his last name, be a top 25 pick. He's a friend of Molly Cox, which I think is crazy. He's a friend of Logan Thomas, which I think is crazy. I mean, CJ, he's a friend of CJ, which I think is crazy. Even in front of uh, Kyle Rudolph, which he hasn't, you know, he hasn't been shit, but he's going to go play with Tom. And Gronk ain't coming back, and Cameron Braid still, him and Tom just don't fuck with each other. That's, uh, that's legit a sleeper, though. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean... You need somebody on your bench to throw on there. You you get kind of fucked around on, on your draft. That's a guy who 
it's a boomer bust. It could do absolutely nothing for you, or it could have, you know, he could have 10 touchdowns this year, 10 touchdowns in 300 yards. Yeah. It crazy. It's crazy how he's ranked that high. And there's guys on this list that are still going to be better. I think Trey McBride for Arizona, I think he's going to have a good year. Very interesting. Very interesting to see Albert that high. And I, we can argue a little bit about Kyle Pitts. I have no idea what he's going to do this year. Everyone's really high on him. I had fucking zero idea. He's number three, and I might stay away from him because I have no idea. I mean, at some point you have to draft him on potential, but damn, like, is he going to have his breakout year, year five, when he gets the fuck out of Atlanta? No, year three. They'll trade him before he'll just walk. But if you if you put him on if you put him on the Buccaneers, is he immediately a top a first round pick? No, like, is the talent that good? Is it? I'm just saying, is it only the the quarterback and the situation that makes you not draft him? Yeah, absolutely. The skill set is there, but you just don't know what he can really do. I mean, he was he had Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was, I mean. He's not a fucking slouch. He can still throw the ball and get the ball to people. He just didn't score in America, which is insane. Like a guy that was drafted top 10 to come in and completely change a franchise didn't do that. You draft a top 10 guy, you draft a guy in the first 10 picks to change your franchise. Kyle Pitts did not do that. And I don't think he'll do that for your fantasy team. Damn. Yeah. It's tough. Um, real quick, before we get out of here, I just want to run through the defenses. If someone picks the Bills and the Saints before the Bucks, you're losing your mind. Losing your mind. Absolutely losing your mind. You've seen how dominant this defense can be. You see that you heard all summer long that they've they've got everyone back. They brought everyone back. And when you do that, that chemistry is strong. That's fine that everyone's saying that the Bills will be number one. They don't have their defensive coordinator. No, wait, I'm sorry. Frazier is still there. Still, Bucks is going to be the number one defense this year. I would put the Saints at two, Bills at three, 49ers at four, and Colts at five. Yes, I am leaving off the Super Bowl champions. Have you seen Jalen Ramsey in that playoffs? I think that was just the start of what's going to happen to Jalen Ramsey moving forward. If he's smart, he moves to safety. But yeah, that's my defenses. That is every single pick you need for your fantasy. You make sure that you highlight these guys. Highlight the guys that we said because every single one I feel like is going to be dominant. I will be going to draft all these guys because, I mean, you're talking to a three-time champion. I don't miss. Do not miss. 15 years, three championships. 
Hey man, there's 45, a lot of 45 leagues. No, 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 no. My max is three. I went to five leagues once and it's just too much. Three leagues. That's about it. And yeah, I'm a champion, man. I don't know. There's a lot of guys that play fantasy and never win one. There's a lot of guys that play the real game and never win one. I'm holding up three rings. I'm trying to get on that Tom Brady, bro. I think I'll get there before you, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Side note. It's going to be fun this year. Love the Patriots defense. Just throwing that out there. Think I have them 12. I have them 12. I know. I think they're going to be, they made gonna top, be better. They made that. top 15. They made top 15. They're 12. I think they are a scoring offense. So we'll see how it goes. But anyway. Neither here nor there. Haters everywhere. Haters in the building. Let's ride. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a very, very interesting draft for everybody. There's a lot of rookie receivers out there that you want to fall in love with. I would just take my time. You know, there's... There's only one real draft where all the rookies were just superstars. Please don't think that lightning strikes twice. Be cautious. Pick guys that are dominant in the league, have established themselves in the league, and go Chiefs. God. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no picks this week. As you can tell this week, we are gambling on preseason. So we all had to kind of take our look, a look in the mirror, see what's happening, and really just get into touch with, are we okay with this? Is this something that we want to have happen? Do we want to be the guys who are not only yelling in Russian at our computer screens, you're welcome, but also yelling at some poor dude who might check me out at Target next week? And I, I don't feel great about it. I don't feel great about it. So we're going to take this week off of picks. Like I said, next week we're going back to two shows. We're going to do an NFC show and an AFC show. We're going to have some picks, talk some sports. We're also going to cover uh, some of the prop bets from MVP, uh, conference winner, division winner, what we like. Uh, I'm going to be throwing some money on some stuff. Uh, I think we both did pretty decent last year on that. So I know yeah. historically we do pretty well on that. So that's going to be something that you're going to want to tune into. We are working on some merch. Uh, we're getting this out late because Angel and I, this is uh, what we'll call this, what, season two of Money Back Guarantee? Yeah. Yeah, we'll call it we'll season two, Money Back Guarantee. Uh, we're, we're hitting out some merch, uh, sliding those DMs. We're, we're not sure how, how big it's going to be. So. Uh, if you want something, let us know. We'll we'll get you some pricing and we'll we'll ship it out to you. Uh, hopefully, we'll blow this up. If it gets big, maybe we'll open a shop. But uh, we're gonna take it slow for now. But like I said, back to two weeks next week. We've appreciated our our little mini summer break, half-ass watching baseball. But we're back. We are back. MBG Fine. Nation, let's ride. MBG Nation, let's ride. Yo, MBG Nation, let's ride. And we'll see you next week. Let's ride. <laughs>